Pembrokeshire's Express FM. Supported by Portsmouth College. We are passionately Pompey. It is a new era at Fratton Park. There's a new man down there in the dugout. What a goal! Far off path! A wonderful strike! Pure, unadulterated Pompey. When you come from Portsmouth and live in Portsmouth, you grow up wanting to play for Portsmouth. If I can lead the boys to success and lead the team out, that would be a real dream come true. Action and reaction. Such a massive club. I'm so, so happy to be a part of this, this journey and hopefully get this club to the next level and where it wants to be. Giving Pompey fans a voice. That's what makes this football club so special is the fans. I'm not a Portsmouth fan, but I'm an adopted one now. I love this football club. This is the Football Hour. Fans' interest in this division peaked a long time ago and it's stagnating. We've got to get out of this division and into the Championship. Who else but Regan Poole to step up and score the winner against Lincoln City? First time cross, decent one to the far post, Poole into the net! He seemed to hang in the air forever and eventually the ball met his forehead. The former Imps defender scored in first half injury time on Saturday to give the Blues all three points and retain their position at the top of the League One table. And after the goal against his former side, the 25-year-old revealed that he aims to keep up his goal-scoring form throughout the season. To score the winning goal, obviously didn't celebrate against my former club because they've done so much for me there and it's such a great club there. So, uh, yeah, really happy to help the team with three points and, uh, you know, I've scored two this season, so hopefully many more to come. We'll hear from him and head coach John Lucino before seven. The gaffer has been talking about the impact the supporters had in ensuring his team responded well to going a goal behind over the weekend. The crowd responded brilliantly well. It's always really noticeable whether they think it or not. We go on and down and all of a sudden you just you hear the, the stadium go up. It makes a massive difference because you know that they're there behind us and um, willing on us to win. So another win to continue for men's impressive start to the campaign on Saturday and another two for the Pompey women who ran out 4-0 victors over Oxford United on Sunday. Defender Reva Casley speaks about keeping a clean sheet against her former side and the team's ambition to keep going in for the kill in each game they play in. The want and the will to not concede is massive and you talk to anyone, clean sheets are winning titles and we've made it very clear that that's what we're looking for. So to get everyone on board with trying to stop the ball going in the back of our net is massive. And it's not just on the pitch where Portsmouth are trying to succeed, they're also looking at sculpting their way to success off it too. Saturday saw the unveiling of the Jimmy Dickinson statue. Donald Vass has been talking to us about the ceremony and the statue itself. It's surpassed our expectations and I think the, the thing I'm just so pleased about is that a player like Jimmy's got a statue befitting his quality. It's it's an incredible statue for an incredible man. We'll also catch up with the man who was tasked with creating the statue. Douglas Jennings will be on tonight's show. Plenty to come on what promises to be another incredibly busy episode during which I'll be telling you how you can be in with a chance of winning a limited edition copy of the new Pompey 125 book. It's one you definitely will not want to miss, so stick around and keep it Express FM for the latest instalment of the Football Hour. This is the Football Hour. On Express FM. A very good evening and welcome to the Football Hour here on 93.7 Express FM, brought to you as ever by Stagecoach Across the South. You can visit stagecoachbus.com for more information on the services they can provide in your area. So, as you've just heard, plenty to come on the show between now and 7 o'clock. We're going to hear the highlights of Pompey's 2-1 victory over Lincoln City on Saturday. We're going to review that game in great detail with my two studio guests tonight. We'll later on come to talk about another massive victory for the Portsmouth women and let you know how you can be in with a chance of winning that Pompey 1-2-5 book, celebrating the rich and wild history of the Blues through incredible research and storytelling. It really is something you need to get 
your hands on and we will be giving it away right here on 93.7 Express FM. But without any further ado, let's head straight into things and hear exactly how the Blues retained their position at the top of the League One table on Saturday afternoon. Everything we do is passionately pompy. A wonderful goal! Every second of the action is right here. Jason scores! 90 minutes of passionately pompy commentary. He scored! This is... You want to believe it! Pompey Live. Sunshine is glorious at Frafton Park and it's great. You're with us and we'll be hoping to call a Portsmouth victory this afternoon. Oh, Sparks gives it away and there's a chance for Adelican if he gets the right ball. And he scored by a deflection. Hakeem Adelican, his first of the season, got a bit of luck with the ball back off shot to see. But the error from Sparks is punished and inside the opening five minutes it's Portsmouth they'll Lincoln City one. Looking to get Kamara in. Kamara will get there. Cross in the middle. Loose in the penalty area and Robinson misses his kick. And it's going to be cleared away. That was a decent chance to level it up. Kamara gets it in the Lincoln area. There's a chance for Robinson. Keeps it moving. Lane on his left foot. Deflected and into the net. And Paddy Lane scores for the second game running. It needed a deflection to meet the goalkeeper. But he got his shot away. He got his fortune. And Porter have levelled things up. Porter's won. Lincoln won. First time cross. Decent one to the far post. Paul into the net. had come and missed it and Paul wasn't going to miss from there first half stop and side Portsmouth 2 Lincoln 1 half time whistle is blown by Paul Howard the referee Pompey with 387 passes to Lincoln's 125 and 76% possession in that first half Robertson tries to keep the ball moving looks for Lane in the box Lane round the outside shoots save still there for Lane standing up in the middle good defending and behind for a corner stood up to the far post heads go up Lincoln win the first one bouncing around Pack's gonna hit it and put it over the bar Morrell tries to close the cross down can't do so Norris comes drops it loose ball Norris is still going and then he's dropped it again and a chance he's blocked it again and Adjuring gets it away and now Portsmouth try and counter-attack everyone back to do some defending Hamilton with a late run it's a decent delivery to the far post the nodder down and it's half cleared and they're volleyed over the bar and Adam Jackson with a glorious chance to level and he gets it all wrong game is over at Bratton Park and Portsmouth have won they've beaten Lincoln City two goals to one they stay unbeaten they stay top of the league Every second of the action is right here. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. There you go then. That is how it all unfolded at PO4 on Saturday afternoon. Top of the league, Pompey retaining their status in first, first position in League One. The other results look like this. Blackpool 4, Reading 1, Bolton 1, Peterborough 1, Bristol Rovers 4, Wigan Athletic 1. Bodes well for Pompey for Saturday. Burton Albion 1, Fleetwood 1, Cambridge United 1, Port Vale 1, Carlisle United 0, Derby County. 2, Charlton 3, Wickham Wanderers 1, 
Cheltenham Town, still without a goal in the league this season. 3-0 defeat at home to Stevenage. Leeds Orient 1, Shrewsbury Town 0, Northampton 1, Barnsley 2, Oxford United 3, Exeter City 0 and of course Portsmouth 2, Lincoln City 1. Pompey remained top of Skybet League 1, 9 games played, 5 wins, 4 draws, 0 losses. Of course, that unbeaten run in the league, a new club record for Pompey, uh, handed a couple of games ago. It has been extended to 20 league games, last beaten in the league in March. What an incredible job John Messino has done in the league so far for Pompey. 19 points, one point ahead of Oxford United in second. They have 18, but also a game in hand. Stevenage, Port Vale, Barnsley and Exeter make up one of the weirdest League One playoff setups I've seen in quite a while. Down at the bottom, again, quite a strange relegation zone in League One. It is early doors, though. Cheltenham Town in 24th, a game without a goal this season. Only one point against Pompey, believe it or not. Fleetwood Town, second bottom, only two points on the, on the board for them. Uh, Reading, second, third bottom, 22nd place, five points. They've had, um, oh, how many points deducted now in total? Uh, quite a lot. <laughs> Four. Uh, Wigan with uh, eight points deducted overall there in 21st position. So both Wigan and Reading in the relegation zone as things stand. And I get a bit muffled as to how many points they've both had deducted because they've, uh, they've had a few accumulated on over the course of the season so far and, and potentially plenty more coming over the course of the campaign as well. Right, here with us, and I'm delighted to say, both in the studio for the first time, I think, this season. Um, both of the lads from the 1898 blog from Twitter. First of all, we'll start off with Barry Clemens. Barry, good evening. Jake, so good to see your face again. It's been far too long. I think you're the only person that said that this season <laughs> as well. Cheers, Barry. Uh, great to see you as well. Joe Wood also joins us on the show tonight. Joe, good evening. Good evening, Jake. Lovely to be here again. It is great to be in the studio, in your presence, and with Pompey top of the league as well. Barry. Top of the league. Shh, don't say it too loud. Top of the league. It might stop happening. <laughs> Top of the league. Unbeaten. Mm. Looking good. Looking very good. And I think the key thing, Barry, getting results. Okay, Saturday aside, that's the game we're reviewing tonight. But good results against good teams as well. Barnsley, Derby and Peterborough. Yeah, absolutely. You know, at the start of September, we all said, you know, this month is where we're going to see. We're going to see exactly where Pompey are in September. It was a it was a very very difficult month on paper, um, and I think if uh, if you'd offered the results that we've had over the last couple of weeks, I think every Pompey fan in existence would have would have bitten your hand off. Um, and I think more importantly, we're turning results that previously would have been draws for various reasons yeah. into wins, which is what champions do. <laughs> it quietly but it is what champions do um, Joe on to, on to Saturday then we'll, we'll get quickly straight into it because we've got a lot coming up on the show tonight um, Lincoln actually went ahead and it's not uh, oh, oh, do you know what I sound surprised I'm not really because Pompey do s- start quite slowly this season they are recovering points from, from everywhere so far this campaign going a goal behind again on Saturday like they did and still winning the match um, one of the strangest goals I've seen at Fratton Park in my lifetime um, Adelukan if that's how you pronounce it correctly. Um, Capitalising on a, 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 a shock and see clearance, but he, he had attempted to strike the ball anyway, but it was kind of deflected off him and in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I had to watch it a few times to <laughs> fully understand what had happened. Yeah. Um, on first view, and you think, oh, he, he's hit, he's hit that hard. Yeah. Uh, and then you kind of go, well, no, I don't think I quite saw that right. So I had, I had, did have to watch it three or four times, and yeah, no, it was kicked into him. Um, as far as Adelican was concerned, no, 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 no. I meant to, to do that. Um, I mean, to be honest, if I scored a goal in the football league, I'd probably do it in exactly yeah. the same. I'd celebrate in exactly the same <laughs> manner. But 
yeah, so it's a weird goal. Mm. Um, I think a lot of people are going to pin the blame on Sparks there. Yeah, you can't really avoid wearing the goat horns on that one. You, you did mess up. Yeah. But that's a kind of a, a part of what we're trying to do. Yeah. It, it, we're playing out from the back. You're going to have those sorts of things happen. And unless, you, if you take that away, we end up as a Kenny Jacket team again, where your left back just mumps it long and we're watching pinball again. What Mike number are you? <laughs> Free. Um, we're talking about Pompey being top of the league, Barry, and Joe goes and mentions Kenny Jacket just to, you know. Yeah, <laughs> just br- to br- bring us all back now yeah. to earth as a bump. And just remind us of the last few years. Um, but look, no, the goal on, on Saturday was very fortunate from. Ad- Ad- How do you say it? A delicate. A delicate. As far as I know. Think of a delicate, but with an A up start. Um, yeah, very fortunate. And, and, and you know, Jack Sparks was, yeah, he was to blame for the goal. Gave away the ball sloppily in midfield, um, and then Pompey had to recover. And, and very unfortunate from Shock Nessie not to get his lines cleared. Um, was it a case of Pompey missing Conor Ogilvy, or is this just a learning curve for a very good player in Jack Sparks going forward? He provides quite a lot of options. Yeah, he's, he's one of those players that he's got a really good cross on him, um, and he's not afraid to whip the ball in. Um, and I think you you will have that trade off because he is more of an attacking fullback. Um, if anything, he's been a wing back over the over over his career. So you're going to you're going to have those mistakes. He's a young player, um, and I think the trade off is is absolutely worth it um, because going forward he does offer quite quite a lot. Um, I think with Sparks you almost need someone other than Kamara in front of him and that's not a knock on Kamara he's just not going to give you any defensive coverage whatsoever yeah. I think the last time he crossed the halfway line was probably about 2004 <laughs> so you need someone that's going to help him a little bit more or you need someone like Pack to fill in when he is going forward to just cover those defensive areas a little bit because that's not something that you're going to get with Sparks Ironically um, a certain man that's injured that normally plays on or they used to play on the left for Pompey would Probably work out quite nicely with Sparks in Ronan Curtis. Yeah, what's because he do, because he does track back. So I'm yeah. I'm just floating it out there. That might that might be a nice. Combo. But like you look at the way Arsenal play with Declan Rice. Whenever one of their fullbacks go, for, I know Arsenal's a completely different side. But quite whenever tough. one of their fullbacks goes forward, <laughs> Rice is there to cover. That's what I mean with Pack. You need someone that can just cover when someone goes yeah. forward. Um, would be would be helpful. We'll come on to talk about the other two goals from the game. Of course, Paddy Lane equalising for Pompey before Regan Paul scoring against his former side in injury time in the first half, win what turned out to be the winning goal at Fratton Park. But let's hear from the defender now. He spoke to Max Swatton after the full-time whistle. Regan, congratulations on the victory. What did you make of that performance and, and result as well? Yeah, good performance. Listen, it's been a real tough week. You know, we've we've done a lot of travelling. We've had two really tough games. Um, but you know, to get the three points in the fashion that we did, you know, we were the we were the side looking to attack and looking to score goals. We made it a little bit hard for ourselves at the end. Um, but listen, we were tired. We had a tough week. Um, to, we rounded off a real good week there, and uh, yeah, really looking forward to to, the, to next week and, and pushing on again. A goal for you on the stroke of half time. Just talk us through what you remember of it. Yeah, really good ball in from Sparksy and uh, you know held myself in the air for a fair bit of time and, and nodded it back across. We we're really happy to score, help the team, you know, to, to score the winning goal. You know, uh, obviously didn't celebrate against my former club because they've done so much for me there and it's such a such a great club there. So uh, yeah, really happy to help the team with three points and uh, you know I've scored two this season, so hopefully many more to come. How did your goal affect the sort of mood and mindset in the dressing room at half time, or was it sort of business as usual? 
Yeah, you know, we were dominating the game even if I didn't score that goal. So we were going into half time, you know, you know, pretty happy, you know, conceding so early. Um, you know, we were we were happy to go in with the draw, but you know, to go in to go in winning um, was exactly what we wanted and what we needed. So, you know, it, it gave us a platform. Um, you know, we could, we could have had a few more second half to, to, to ease in the game towards the end, but we didn't. Uh, but we seen it out pretty well. You know, they had that big chance at the end, but it's a great save from Will, which he's done so many times this year already for us. So, yeah, you know. It's, as I said, it's been a tough week. We were always going to tire towards the end, but you know, subs done well coming in, so it was a, a real good performance. Yeah. Now that's two goals for you in the last two games at Fratton Park. How much are you enjoying playing here? Yeah, you know, uh, I, I'm quite disappointed. Really, I could have had a few more. You know, I, had a, I, I hit the post against Cheltenham here as well. So, you know, yeah, hopefully I can, I can uh, you know, have a good season in front of goal. Really, you know, I've had two uh, in in eight or nine games now. So, yeah, really happy. You know, if I can if I can get a few few more goals, help the team, then so be it. Real, real, really happy. Yeah. Yeah, as you touched on, a really good week. How do you and the lads sort of reflect on it, and and how can you push forward as well? Yeah, we need to stay where we are. You know, we're top of the league and we're there for a reason. Uh, you know, if if you look back, you know, we could have had a few more points on the board. You know, going off the first month, I think I chatted to you then. You know, quite disappointed how we started. If you look back now, if we could have had four more points on the board, there would have been a little gap at the top of the table, and we'd have been going. You know, we'd have created the little gap, and hopefully we can stay there. But that's not the case. We're still top of the league. We still had a great start. We're still unbeaten. Um, so yeah, really, the, the, the morale's really good in the side, um, and I definitely believe we've got what it takes to get promoted. Um, we need to you know keep our foot on the pedal. Uh, anyone that comes in our way we need to, to get them out of the way and, and keep going and move on to the next one a top atmosphere here today as well how pleased are you to, to send the fans home with three points to sort of see out their weekends yeah that was the main thing you know as I said the, the, you know our schedule this month has been quite crazy to be honest um, but you know look at the fact pick up a point in the fashion that we did at Derby um, to do what we've done in the first half against Barnsley and pick up three points today uh, I don't think there's any any more that we could have asked for to be honest you know I think we've picked up what is it ten points this month or something like that um, so it's been a good month you know it's, it, it's, it's about winning and that's what we're doing at the minute so that's the main thing and just finally, what do you make of sort of the connection between you and the fans as well? They're sort of big fans of you in the stadium, and, and they're sort of really sort of getting behind you on social media as well. Yeah, yes, and I. It is really nice. Um, it's, it's, it's such a touching thing to, to, to see what they say about me. I see it all, so it's really nice. But you know, my job is to do what I do on the pitch, and if they like what I'm doing, then I'm doing something right. So really happy with that. Um, hopefully, I can keep giving them what they want, uh, and hopefully, not in a few more goals. Regan Paul there um, with, with quite the ambition, Joe, to not only continue what he's doing at the back so far for Pompey this season um, as the campaign draws on, but wanting to try and pop up a few more goals here and there as well. And that's exactly what you want from a, a commanding leader at the back. As, isn't it? You know, to pop up in the box and, and top those headers in. Do it. Yeah. Keep doing it. <laughs> You're not going to have any complaints here if you keep heading goals, kicking goals. I don't care how they go in. <laughs> yeah, if he keeps doing that, yeah. I mean, I would say let's, let's do the defendy bit first. But Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's been doing that pretty well, <laughs> yeah. so. Don't need yeah. to tell Regan Paul what to do. No. <laughs> um, on from Regan Paul, and it's just sort of chronologically working through the game, um, Barry, on the eighth minute, and actually the third time in the space of two de- of two games, Pompey had scored in the eighth minute. Work that one out. Um, twice at Barnsley, somehow. Yeah. Um, in the eighth minute on Saturday, it was Paddy Lane who found the back of the net, equalising just moments after Lincoln took the lead. And we, we spoke about the, how fortunate that goal was for Lincoln and, and the fluke, really, from Adelica. There we go. There it is. Um, uh, uh, putting that one in the back of the net. But the response from Pompey yet again pinpoint exactly what the fans wanted. And, and to be fair as well, the fans getting behind the team to you know not boo or groan or anything like that and really carry them over the line and get that equaliser. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think the play, uh, the fans of uh, Fratton Park have, as a collective, aren't aren't stupid. They know they know when their team needs backing, um, and they know when they've earned that backing. And I think this season, you cannot argue that the players give you absolutely everything they've got. And it's not because we're unbeaten; it's because they are giving everything they've got. And um, that's all Pompey fans have ever wanted. Um, so yeah, you're absolutely going to get that backing, and it's great to see that Pompey immediately reacted uh, and went, okay. Let's fix this. Um, and yeah, the lane's doing the business for both the men and the women. Yeah, Paddy Lane scoring an equaliser. Phenomenal scenes. Danny Lane with a brace on, on Sunday. That came after a hat trick last weekend as well. Yeah. Get if there's it. anyone else called Lane, <laughs> sign them up, Rich. Yeah. I don't care how old they are, who they play for, <laughs> <laughs> what, kind of, what part of the world they're from. Yeah, sign them up. Um, so Pompey in all aspects of life, just heading in the right lane, Joe. Oh, God. this guy's a professional. Yeah. Um, that's the title of tonight's show. Nah, it might not be. Um, but yeah, look, Pompey responding well just three minutes after going behind on Saturday. And, and, and Barry mentioned earlier just the way that Pompey are playing this season with that, that, that sort of confidence and that never-say-die attitude. That is, yes, whisper it quietly, that is what separates the teams that do go up and don't go up. And so far over the last six seasons, Pompey have been beside that haven't been doing that and haven't been going up. So is this going to be the year that Pompey are doing that and will go up? Too early well, to say yes. But. That's a question. Um, <laughs> I'll see you back in May. I I, I think I came on uh, probably just briefly. I think we were a couple of games into the Massinho era, um, and I made a point about ticking along at just roughly two points per game. Still, and, still about that. And, and, yeah. and we are still in that that situation yeah. where we are at roughly two points per game, and that gets you promoted almost eighty five percent of the time. Yeah. So, as as you look at things. Yeah, no, it's it's looking good. Um, I mean, again, very early days. We're not even in October yet. And we've been here before. And we've been here before. A lot later in the season we've been here before. Yeah. Um, I mean, if we're, if we're still ticking along nicely at the end of October, middle of November, I think you, you probably have to start putting us seriously in the equation for, for automatic promotion. And, I mean, I think... Most Pompey fans, I saw many, many polls and things over the summer, had us in mid-table to maybe making the the, the playoffs. Yeah. So to be where we are is a great achievement. Yeah. Time for a quick break now, but when we do return, we're going to hear from that man, John Messino, who believes it would have been an injustice had his side not been the recipient of three points on Saturday. I thought it would have been very, very harsh had we not won the game because you know we controlled it for large, large periods and, and the performance overall was excellent. So uh, I think, yeah, when, when the dust settles, we'd like to be a bit more comfortable, but certainly really, really pleased with everything we saw today. The Football Hour returns with more in just a few moments' time. This is the Football Hour on Express FM. We know entertaining the kids can be tricky at the best of times. That's why Stagecoach is here to help. During the school holidays, up to four people, maximum of two adults, can travel with our Portsmouth Group Dayrider for just £5. So that's your travel sorted. Now you just need to decide what to do when you get there. Special offer tickets are only available from the driver. Cash and contactless payments accepted. Leave the car at home and enjoy a day out by bus. For more information, visit stagecoachbus.com. This is the Football Hour on Express FM. Good evening, welcome back to part two of tonight's instalment of the Football Hour here on Express FM, driven to you this season by Stagecoach Across the South, whose app you can download right now from the Apple app and Google Play Store. And it's not just the Stagecoach app we're urging you to download this evening, it's also the Express FM app as well. If you haven't done so already, please go and do so. You can get in touch with the show via the Express FM app. You can also send us a voice note if you quite literally want to have your voice heard on air. And 
shamefully, no one's been brave enough to do it so far this season, which I'm gutted about. But if you are up there and you want to get your voice heard, do it. It'd be fun. Right, Andy Moon caught up with Pompey boss John Messino after the game on Saturday afternoon. Let's hear that interview now. I thought it was a pretty professional performance and we controlled the game through for large periods. I thought we were in complete control in the first half. The only criticism I think I have of the second half is we didn't put the game to bed and naturally towards the back end we, we dropped slightly deep. <laughs> we, a couple of the substitutions we made were to, in Terry in particular, was to try and get us 10 yards up the pitch. So not killing off the game and then a couple of decisions that we made I thought were poor towards the last five ten minutes of the game allowed them the free kick which was probably Lincoln's best chance of the game you know I thought it would have been very very harsh had we not won the game because you know we controlled it for large large periods and and the performance overall was excellent so uh, I think yeah when, when the dust settles we'd like to be a bit more comfortable but but certainly really really pleased with everything we saw today and that comes after a far from ideal start yeah, and that was, um, I think, you know, in, in norm, under normal circumstances, uh, it is a, a start that's far from ideal, not great. And I think under the, I think the pressure and the expectation of what everyone th was was hoping to see today, quite rightly, by the way, you know, we we want that pressure, we want that expectation at home, especially um, to go one nil down so early, and um, it could have. It could have gone either way. It could have deflated us, or it could have, you know, what it, what it did to the team and also to the crowd as well, because the crowd responded brilliantly well. It's always really noticeable, um, whether they they think it or not. We go one nil down, and all of a sudden you just you hear the the stadium go up. It, it makes a massive difference because we know that they're there behind us and um, willing on us to win. So, under those circumstances, really pleased with that. How big is that rather than groans for for that cheer? It's massive. Uh, it, honestly, it's massive, and I think it's just a consequence of what the the fans here have seen over the the past however many weeks. I think especially, um, I think since we've you know we, we have obviously taken some criticism quite rightly maybe for lack of. Um, not attacking intent, but maybe lack of quality in the final third. And hopefully, what we're seeing now are the, the fruits of the labour we've put in over the past few months. Um, you know, coming to the fore, we're scoring goals, which is, which is nice. And yeah, to be honest, the goal we conceded today, I thought was, um, you know, extremely unlucky on on our behalf. And yeah, I think that's just a reflection in terms of the the fan reaction. It's a reflection of um, of what they're seeing on the pitch. No, um, Conor Ogilvie, how is he? Yeah, he's okay. He's not too bad. Uh, he was, you know, he wasn't going to be able to um, make an impact today. Um, whether we get him back next week or not, I, I don't know. It's, it's it's an interesting one with Connor because he's um, very very rarely injured and very rarely gets a, a muscular injury anyway. So yeah, we'll keep um, we'll keep an eye on that. But I thought um, Jack came in today and um, you know deputised brilliantly well. He set up the second goal. Uh, I think for his his first league starter at left back for us, uh, I thought that was a really really solid performance. Uh, Christian said in Zach Swanson the same. Yeah, so um, Zach uh, hopefully will get back on, on Monday. No injury there. It's, it's the, the ongoing family issue. And uh, Christian is exactly the same as, or not, sorry, exactly the same, progressing as he was. I think we'll get Christian back out on the grass this week. I'd be very surprised if he's not available for selection on Saturday. You put so much effort in over the summer. How pleasing is it? A couple of months of the season, you're, you're starting to see the team you, you would want play the way you would want. Yeah, and that's the most important thing, the the fact that the lads are performing and, and playing that way. I thought they were very, very brave on the ball today. Uh, they looked to move it quickly. We dominated possession, but it wasn't without purpose, particularly when we went 1-0 down and it could have been one of those days where they sit in. They'd sat in with a back five and, and you know, pressed us pretty well. And uh, that's, that's, you know, I'm, I'm really pleased. I, I said to the group there, one of the things I, I think they're really good at is taking on board information. Um, and, you know, that sounds a bit, might sound a bit surprising for, for everybody, but some footballers do, some footballers don't. I think this group really, really does. They, they see it. And, yeah, they're, they're getting the rewards and, um, yeah, they, I think they thoroughly deserve to be where they are. You're a whole point clear now at the top. 
Yeah, I mean, again, you know, not to be too cliched, it's very, very early on in the season. Of course, we'd rather be here than, than anywhere else. And it's, yeah, it's a really good thing for us to, um, to, to, to have um, and to look at and to hold on to. Never, never lie to you guys. We look at the league table, we enjoy it, we hear what the fans are singing. And that's a, that's a really good thing. And um, I think if you can use that as extra motivation, then that's brilliant. Oh, one point clear at the top of the table. Barry, stop the count. Uh, don't put it on a t-shirt whatever you do <laughs> <laughs> good to hear though good to hear um, Andy Moon with uh, John Messina there after the game on Saturday afternoon uh, mentioning there Barry about a couple of injuries we've had over the last couple of weeks and we were talking off air just a moment ago about the fact that Pompey are playing this well and we, we still don't have Cassini Yengi back in the squad Anthony Scully's been rumoured to be out until probably the new year um, Christian Sadie's missed the last three games we were hoping to get him back for Saturday he wasn't involved um, of course Zach Swanson's been away with a family issue Conor Ogilvy had a muscular injury was unsure as to what the timeline is on that one um, yeah but with all these players out injured Barry Pompey is still performing relatively well and picking up the results yeah they are and it's, it's, it's a credit to the squad depth that we've got now um, you know historically we've not we've not had that and you have players missing and suddenly you're, you're bang in trouble whereas now our squad depth with what uh, with what Rich has managed to build with John is, has been incredible so yeah long may it continue and, and hopefully as those players start to come back in you can phase them in gradually rather than having to chuck them in and risk risk further injury um, and you know you could even add Ronan Curtis to that list if you wanted to you could add three or four match officials to that list as well and we're still managing to, <laughs> to get the job done <laughs> don't bring that up again <laughs> um yeah, going back to, to, to these players that are out injured, um, Joe, you were talking in the ad break about Cusini Yengi. Um, football Content Awards coming up soon, and Portsmouth Football Club have been nominated for yeah. their contributions, so fair play to, to Pompey. Um, Max Spotton, of course, heading a, a lot of that. Um, Wadman, nicknamed on Twitter, or X if you want to call it that now. Um, Jack Hancock as well, been on yep. the Football Hour a couple of t- times for his analytical pieces, so yeah, congratulations to both of them. Cusini uh, Yengi, Joe... Can, yeah. can, you, can you tell us that after four league games, what Cassini Yengi's been nominated for? Uh, EFL Player of the Year. Four league games in yeah. August and now injured. I yeah. mean, don't get me wrong. Well, Brilliant player. <laughs> uh, I'd struggle to make a, a case for him, <laughs> if I'm honest. Um, but the cult of Yengi is strong. Yeah. Um, so, look, it, 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 I don't, <laughs> I don't no make words. the rules. <laughs> I, it, they've obviously gone, yeah, go on then. Yeah. Um, I guess for the impact he had um, straight away. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think there are probably better options. But, you know, fair play to him. Yeah, and, and I want him to win it because he's a Pompey player, obviously. But to get a nomination for Player of the Year award when you've played less than a month is a bit bit weird. It's but just how good he is. It, exactly. That's just, that's just how much... We can't wait to have him back. No, we can't. Exactly. <laughs> Pompey at top of the league and unbeaten and, and scoring goals You know, every game. Three against Barnsley, one against Derby, three against Peterborough, two on Saturday. And we we haven't had Cassini Yengi for about time. And, and of course, Christian Sadie as well. Barry, the positive thing, this um, nomination uh, for these Football Content Awards, Cassini Yengi nominated for EFL Player of the Year, um, run by a poll. And we all know what the, the power of Pompey fans on social media can do. So if you're listening, Pompey fans, at Pompey on Twitter, you find all the information. Vote Cassini Engi and, of course, Pompey and, and Jack Hancock as well. But Cassini Engi, player of the year. Let's do it. Why <laughs> it not? has to happen. Has to. We need campaign posters. Yeah, we yeah. need everything. At least it's not Barry Bannon. That is true. That well, was... no, bring it home for the Barrys. I won't mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, back to, to, to the, the real issues. Um, well, we're actually the no issues, Joe. Pompey are top of the league and doing well. Um, 
heading into Wigan on Saturday, we, we read the league table out a, a, in the first part of the show. Wigan are a bit of a hit and miss side this season. Yes, they're in relegation zone, but they've had eight points deducted. They are a mid-table side at present. We don't really know what to expect from Wigan. You know, they're, they're going to beat a good team and then lose 4-1 to Bristol Rovers on Saturday. What, what what are we going to do on Saturday? How, how do we approach this one? How do Pompey complacently go into this match without that mentality of, ah, oh, we're top of the league? What I would suggest is, however you've approached the last 20 games, yeah. do that, because it appears to be working. Um, on Wigan, yeah, it, it was always going to be this way. With the, the points deduction, the turmoil off the pitch, you, you never knew what you were going to get. Um, also... With them winning one week really well, looking great, and then losing the next week, doesn't that sound like Pompey from a couple of years ago? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we could we could end up seeing a team that goes goes to Wigan and turns them over. Yeah. But equally, Wigan could be one of the toughest tests we've had this year. Um, the trials and tribulations of League One football. Eh? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, but that, but that, no, it, it's a fair point that that is exactly what yeah. what League One football is yeah. is all about. And if we get to where we want to be at the end of the year, that's what the championship's all about as well. Yeah. You know, this is this is what league football's about at the moment. It you never know what you're going to get, and twenty games unbeaten, it could end tomorrow, and yeah. then you've just got to get on another run. So yeah. Paddy Lane, of course, you mentioned earlier, Barry scored the equaliser on Saturday, Regan Paul scoring the winner. Um, a goal on Saturday, a goal at Barnsley um, a week ago, tomorrow, Tuesday, um, last week, to put it simpler. Um, two goals in two games for him, and really making the impact in the absence of, you know, Anthony Scully, Gavin White had a game or two out as well, Christian Sadie too, out of the team. Paddy Lane, is he going to be one of these players that's going to be relatively undroppable in the next couple of games? Well, the good thing is I don't think we've got anyone that's that's undroppable, which is which is a positive thing. But yeah, I mean, Paddy Lane's come in; he's done very very well. Um, I really like his movement. Um, you know, his movement off the ball has been absolutely incredible. Um, but we knew when he came in that he was going to have an impact at some point. Um, it's probably taken a little bit longer than than we maybe thought. But to have him coming into form just as Scully's injured and just as White's coming out of the team um, is is a really really good time. And it's and it's really nice to see Pompey players taking their opportunity and running with it and going right. Okay, this is my chance. This is when I'm gonna. This is when I'm gonna make sure that I'm staking a claim for the rest of the season. Yeah. Uh, Linda Mell has got in touch on the emails. Good evening, Linda. She says the last two home matches we've got a goal down and one-two-one. This team seems to have more resilience and do not let their heads drop than previous ones in the last couple of seasons. And this was backed by our last two away games as well. Normally, when we've had a good couple of away games, we've thrown it away at our next home match. But this time, we've built on them. We could, uh, but could we just for Pompey support as well being heard we have an easy end to the game, not like the last couple. Very good stature, Jimmy Dickinson, which is well deserved. Who managed to go through his football career without getting booked or even sending off? Well, if you don't get booked, you don't get sending off either. But yes, I get your point, Linda. Whilst playing for Pompey and England, a true gentleman. If you had a choice of a goalkeeper, who would it be, Norris or Macy? That's a good question, Linda. Throwing that one in at the end. Curveball, Norris or Macy? Before I ask you the question and put you both on the spot, um, Joe. We'll go back to Saturday. We've spoken about the goals, but Will Norris in the 98th minute to pull off that save, arguably the biggest contribution of the match. Uh, I'm not sure there's much arguable about no. it. I mean, it, <laughs> that, without that, you're not walking away with no. three points. Um, Will Norris has been fantastic 
during this season. Yeah. I, I can't fault anything he's done, to be perfectly honest. Um, I did see a really interesting thing, again from Hancock Analysis. Vote for him, please. <laughs> um, How much are you getting paid? I'm not at the moment. Oh, right. I'll, I'll have a chat later with him. Um, <laughs> but where the where Will Norris has collected the ball has been actually <laughs> further forward than some pl- uh, yeah. some team's defensive midfielder. That just gives you an idea of how advanced Pompey yeah. are playing at the moment. Um, that save, however. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Fantastic save. Um, with that in mind, Will Norris or Matt Macy? Uh, I would have to say Norris, to be perfectly yeah. honest, because I think he, he fits what we're doing a little bit better. Macy was fantastic for the, the point at which we, we got him. Um, we needed him. Yeah. Um, and he was brilliant, but... I think Norris has has really been the the guy for us. You're nodding in agreement, Barry. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think I don't think it's it's particularly close. I liked Macy. I liked him a lot, but Norris has just been well. Norris has earned his points at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't think it's even a contest. Right. Speaking of contests, it is competition time. We are giving away a limited edition copy of the new Pompey 125 book that has been produced by the Pompey History Society in conjunction with the Pompey Supporters Trust as well. We've been very, very kindly offered a, uh, a copy of this book by the Pompey History Society and Colin Farmery heading up the Pompey 125 season and the campaign and all of everything you see going on this campaign. Colin Farmery, he has given us a copy of this book. And it is a limited edition copy. There are only 1,898 of them available because that's the year Pompey was formed, 1898. And we will be giving away a copy of the book. It releases a week today for public sale. We're going to get more information on all the details on the book, where you can find it, how much it's going to cost, who's been involved, on our website, expressfm.com, over the next coming few days as well. We're going to promote this on Friday's show as well. And, yeah, all you've got to do to be in with a chance of winning is text the word EXPRESS followed by the word WIN125. So, WIN125 after the word EXPRESS and your name and your message. There's no competition. There's no question. You've just simply got a text. 81400. The word EXPRESS followed by WIN125 to be in with a chance of winning a copy of the official history of Portsmouth Football Club to be released next week. We'll be giving a copy away of that on the Football Hour next Monday evening. This is the Football Hour on Express FM. Yeah, exciting. Yeah. Speaking of this book, um, Barry, it's, it's one that has been intrigued by Pompey fans far and wide. There are only 1,898 copies that are going to be um, available of, of it, and it, it does look fantastic as well, and it's certainly one that any Pompey fans, I'm sure, will want to get their hands on. It's, it's a historic piece. Yeah, absolutely. Forgive me, I was just texting. Uh, I was just texting eight one four hundred win one two five. I but... thought your number was blocked. Hadn't I? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's probably the the best thing so far to come out of the the one two five celebrations. And I know that it's going to be a very very popular book um, coming out just in time for just in time for Christmas shopping for yeah. for those that are more organised than me. <laughs> um, so I'm sure my wife will buy it for for my granddad. 
There you go. <laughs> right, after the break, we're going to be talking a bit more about the Pompey History Society and a bit more exciting news in regards to this Pompey 125 campaign. We've got the book that will be given away next Monday on the Footblower, but also on Saturday morning prior to the game against Lincoln City at Fratton Park, the Jimmy Dickinson statue was unveiled just outside of the stadium in the corner of the Fratton End of the North Stand, uh, just in the car park on Anson Road. Uh, the Jimmy Dickinson statue, after a couple of years of fundraising, has finally come to fruition. After the break, we'll be hearing from Donald Vass from the Pompey Supporters Trust, as well as the sculptor himself, Douglas Jennings. I hadn't heard of Jimmy before I was commissioned, so I've done a lot of research and found out who the man is, and, and everybody agrees he, he was a great footballer and a great gentleman, and thoroughly deserves this piece of artwork. More from Doug Jennings, Donald Vass, and we'll also hear from Jay Sadler and Reva Casley when the Football Hour returns in just a few moments' time. This is the Football Hour. On Express FM. The new Stagecoach Flexi 5. A bus ticket that works when you do. For those who travel often, but not every day. These new flexible bus tickets are available as Flexi 5. Bundles of five day riders for the price of four. And Flexi 10. Bundles of ten day riders for the price of seven. Flexi tickets are now available to download via the Stagecoach bus app. Download Flexi 5 or Flexi 10 from Apple App Store or Google Play today. For more information, visit stagecoachbus.com. This is the Football Hour on Express FM. Welcome along for the final time tonight to the Football Hour here on Express FM, driven to you by Stagecoach Across the South. You can download their app now from the Apple App or Google Play Store or visit stagecoachbus.com. Dot com. So far this evening, myself, Jake Smith, alongside Barry Clements and Joe Wood have reviewed Pompey's 2-1 victory over Lincoln City on Saturday afternoon. We've had a bit of a laugh as well. We've told you how you can win the Pompey 125 History Book being released by the Pompey History Society and a few very good, talented local authors as well. But we're now going to rewind back to Saturday lunchtime. Express FM were very, very, very gratefully to, uh, grateful to be invited along to the ceremony to unveil the Jimmy Dickinson statue just outside of Fratton Park and treasurer of the Pompey Supporters Trust, Donald Vash. You've probably heard his voice many times on the Footblower over the course of a couple of seasons promoting the fundraising events for the Jimmy Dickinson statue. Spoke to me shortly after the ceremony. Donald, this statue, it's finally come to fruition. It's been unveiled this morning in front of the Pompey supporters. The sculpture itself, the statue, I'm sure you'll agree, really embodies the true spirit of Jimmy Dickinson. We're just over the moon, yeah. We've been so lucky with the sculptor, Doug. I mean, he, you know, he's done some fantastic statues in the past, but inevitably, until you see it up close, you know, you're always going to be a bit nervous about how it's turned out. It's, it's surpassed our expectations, and I think the, the, the thing I'm just so pleased about is that a player like Jimmy's got a statue befitting his quality. You know, it's, a, it's a, an incredible statue for an incredible man. How important was it to have not only the sculptor Doug Jennings here today to, to support the unveiling, but also Jimmy's family as well to be here to witness it? They were absolutely integral to everything we've done. You know, the, their support and backing, their their approval really was was pivotal. Um, and, you know, this statue, it's been talked about for many years. They'd have been forgiven for maybe being a little bit cynical about us when we approached them and said this is something we'd like to do. But they couldn't have been more supportive. They've, they've given us access to all the family photos and things, even things like the wedding photos so that we can get a really 
true likeness. Um, and I think you know their involvement's really paid off today because we've got such a, a fantastic likeness of Jimmy. And just finally, Donald, um, it's been a couple of years in the making this statue. What would your message be to the, the Pompey supporters and, and all of those involved into making this happen? Yeah, obviously, when we launched the crowdfunder, you know, we're acutely aware this is a really difficult time for people to give give their money. Um, it's a really, really tough time for people. But Pompey fans, I think we've got form for when we, we've got our backs against the wall. We've got form for proving the doubters wrong. And I just want to say thank you to everyone that believed in this project, supported it. Whether you bought a book, whether you put money in a bucket on a match day, whether you donated to the crowdfunders, you made this happen. And we just want to say thank you to all the Pompey fans. Yeah, big, big thank you on behalf of the Pompey History Society for your very generous contributions, Pompey fans, in making the Jimmy Dickinson statue a reality. Unveiled at Fratton Park on Saturday at lunchtime in front of special guests and of course the family of Jimmy Dickinson himself as well. We also caught up with the sculptor, the man who created what is genuinely a phenomenal statue, very very detailed, very very lifelike. Doug Jennings I caught up with him again shortly after the ceremony. I hadn't heard of Jimmy before I was commissioned so I've done a lot of research and found out who the man is and and everybody agrees he, he was a great footballer and a great gentleman and thoroughly deserves, you know, this piece of artwork. And how was it kind of learning about Jimmy, his ways, his career at Portsmouth Football Club, the, the mentality he had with the supporters and just with the community? How was it to not only sculpt this, this fantastic piece, but also really research and learn into, into Jimmy's life and obviously spent a lot of time with his family as well yeah, to do well, so? That, that, that was the great thing. I could spend time with his family in Jimmy's old home, funnily enough. His, his son still lives in the same house. So there's a lot of memories in that house, a lot of old photos to look at. Uh, and they, they gave me the information. You know, Jimmy was around pre-internet, so there's, there's not a lot a great deal on him, but talking to the supporters club, the family, it got us to where we are now. And the founder as well, from, from, from which it was created, was actually in Alton, where, where Jimmy was from. How, how about that? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah. So he, you know, he started his life as a bronze there, for sure. And, uh, no, great. There we go then, Douglas Jennings, sculptor of the Jimmy, Jimmy Dickinson statue, speaking with myself after the unveiling on Saturday afternoon. Joe, Barry, I trust you've both seen it. Yeah, I have, yeah. yeah, yeah. Thoughts, Joe? Genuinely, when I say it looks phenomenal, it does. It is brilliant, <laughs> yeah. Um, you think of some of the abominations you walk past when you go to other grounds, and we've, we've, we've got a fantastic-looking statue out there now. Yeah. And he deserves it as well, so... Yeah. And as Donald said in, in that interview a few moments ago, Barry, it, it does truly embody uh, the spirit of Jimmy Dickinson and, and, and the amount of detail that is in it. And, and Joe mentions the abominations of statues we've seen damn years. And if Cristiano Ronaldo can, can get one as horrific as it was at the airport in Lisbon, then... Admittedly, yes, I was a bit concerned heading into that ceremony because if if Cristiano Ronaldo can have a statue butchered like that, anyone can. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, whoever's uh, whoever's commissioned the sculptor has has done a very very good job there because yeah, he's absolutely nailed it and he's instantly recognisable to any Pompey fan. Yeah. Um, which yeah, he's he's done a fantastic job and a, and a really really good addition to Fratton Park. But shout out to the Pompey fans, of course, for their contributions in making this happen. Uh, shout out to Donald Vass and the Pompey Supporters Trust again for their commitment in making this happen. And, and yes, a big big shout out to Douglas Jennings, an award winning sculptor, for uh, being recruited and, and spending so much time in making this reality and in that interview you heard there he, he even went to the, the family of, of Jimmy Dickinson spent some time with them went through some old photos of you know, really personal photos to really get an idea of, of who Jimmy Dickinson was not just look at a picture of him and, and sculpt him it was truly learning about who Jimmy Dickinson was which was probably why it looks so fantastic and uh, if you're wondering why it looks 
so so good um douglas has, has a lot of experience in in the, in the sculpting world he's worked for portrait sculpturing for madame two swords and in 2018 he created a statue of queen elizabeth ii to mark her majesty's 90th birthday it was commissioned by gravesham council and is believed to be the only statue to show the queen in a seated position well, there you go there you go wow. So, <laughs> if there was anyone with the experience behind them to uh, to, to to really do Jimmy Dickinson, uh, Jimmy Dickinson himself, the justice with such a, a fantastic statue, it was Douglas Jennings. And um, during a season, Joe, that, that is celebrating Pompey's 125th anniversary, it, it's these kind of moments that, as a, as a supporter, you, you really want to see, don't you? The, the unveiling of a statue. Yeah, um, it was it was something that I was thinking about was the fact that we. W- <laughs> we've got enough history at the club we've got enough success at the club to warrant having this sort of thing and we've got the characters at the club as well and i can't think of a better way to start than with jimmy dickinson yeah absolutely um barry looking ahead then really back back on the football side of things we, we sort of alluded to wigan on saturday pompey viking our former colleague on pompey live ryan stillwell said at the start of september we're going unbeaten and actually so far so good um we're going to wait on Saturday, um, the, the last match of September, looking ahead into October com- in comparison to the September period. A much more favourable run of fixtures. Complacency is going to be key in ensuring Pompey do remain top of the table. But also at the same time, if they don't, it's also a, a test of their mentality and their strength to, to still continue to rise on. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, the league's not going to be won uh, at this early stage, but like Pompey Viking himself says uh, very, very consistently, every three points is worth the exact same. So, um, yeah, the the more the more consistent we can be across the season, the better. Um, and if we can carry this run of form in and get motivated for what are viewed as smaller games, um, then we'll be right where we need to be at the end of the season. Well, a Pompey men's victory on Saturday, then it wasn't quite 4-0 written all over it. But we did get 4-0 written all over it this weekend in some sense. The Pompey women with a fantastic victory over Oxford United in the FA Women's National League Southern Premier Division to continue what has been a fantastic start to the campaign for them. Only one defeat all season away at Hashtag United. They backed that up with a fantastic victory last weekend and, of course, a 4-0 win over Oxford United yesterday at Wesley Park. On the score sheet for the Blues... Um, it was Danny Lane with a brace, Lita Rutherford and Beth Lumsden as well. If you haven't seen the photo of Lita Rutherford uh, celebrating the goal, please do go have a look on Pompey Women's social media channels. It is fantastic. Let's hear some reaction from the game. Jay Sadler, we're going to hear from him in a few moments' time. But first, defender Reva Casley, who talks about how she found it to keep a clean sheet against her former side. It was difficult, but we made it easy. We played our football, we played our tempo, um, and we stuck to exactly everything that we'd done in the week. We knew that they were going to put up a challenge, they were going to put up a fight, and we outfought them, outplayed them, and just kind of showed the league what we're about. For you, what was the most pleasing element of today? Scoring the goals. I know, obviously, we've kept a clean sheet and it's massive and that's what we, we want as a back, well, back five, back six, back six, if you want to include Leeds in that. But the fact that we've gone and put four past the good side is, is a testament to what we've got going forward. Uh, we keep tight at the back, we sort everything out and we can just feed them and they go and put the ball in the back and they do the, they do the important job. As you mentioned, another clean sheet for you out there. What did you make of the defensive side to the performance today? Uh, do you know what? It was good. Um, we covered each other well. 
Uh, there were at times maybe that they could have had a couple of chances, uh, but I think our recovery runs and attitude to get back and the, the want and the will to not concede is massive. And you talk to anyone, clean sheets are winning titles, and that, we've made it very clear that that's what we're looking for. So to get everyone on board with trying to stop the ball going in the back of our net is massive. 3-0 at the break. What was Joe's message during the interval? Because it's probably quite easy to get carried away with that scoreline. Yeah, it is, and I think that's the one thing that he kind of made clear. Um, that Oxford are going to bring it to us in the second half, and they had, you know, they're, they're coming out at three 0 down, so they've they've got to go for something in that second half. So they were going to put us under pressure. They were going to come at us. They were going to throw everything they had at us, and they did. But we turn up, and it's easy to get complacent and stand there and go, no, we've done our job. We're three 0 up. But at the moment you step off and you give them 45 minutes to come at you, it, it can change the game completely. Jay, a four 0 victory against Oxford. How good does that feel? Feels really good. Thought we were superb today, um, especially in that first half. We came out the blocks quick. Um, we were direct with our play, probably first 15, 20 minutes. Gained a lot of territory because of that. And then I think around the 20th minute, we were then to, to find spaces and play football. I thought we were terrific down the left side today. I thought some of the decision-making between Quirky, Izzy and, and, and Ali was superb. Obviously resulted in our first goal, Danny Lane at the back post, great header. Second goal, um, again, some real good football, some real good play, and it's resulted in a free kick, and we've kept the ball alive from that. And um, Lita, uh, great to see her on the scoreline, first time this season, obviously back um, with another spell for us. Um, and then to get the, second, the third goal in such quick succession, just felt that give us um, a real good platform then and, and, and a bit of breathing room at half-time. There were still moments that I thought we could have switched the ball better. I think we didn't isolate um, Beth uh, against Shelley enough in that first half. Um, and I still think between the lines, our, our, our details and units could have been could have been tighter at times through transition. But overall, thought was a fantastic performance, rounded off with the fourth goal in the second half and, and a clean sheet. What is the most pleasing element of, of the performance and of today as well? I think the execution of, of what we were looking for today. Um, we had runners from deep, we had uh, movement to stretch the back line and, and we also had, at the same time, runners to come in short. And I thought when we, we built through um, our structure, um, we had a lot of spaces, especially down the half spaces, which is something we highlighted. And then when we got in them areas, that's one thing. But then can you create opportunities from that? And I think we did that really well. Another thing was we limited them to, to, to real um, half-cut chances, really, or, or nothing chances. A couple of moments outside the box, which you could have closed down quicker. Um, they gave us a few few early tasters with that, Leah Burridge finding pockets in the space. Um, but I think overall, I think it was a, a real good game defensively from us. Another clean sheet to add to the collection now, and it's becoming a good habit now. Um, people putting bodies on the line. I think Reva's thrown herself at one of the balls at 4-0 um, and that's the mentality you need to have for, for, for a game and, and the mentality you need to have if you're going to be successful. It's a big scoreline and a big result off the pitch as well. 645 supporters here. How good is it to hear that and how much of a boost did they give us today? It's fantastic to hear that. Um, it's brilliant and I think it's testament to the hard work the football club are putting in behind the scenes um, but also a testament to the players they're putting on performances that are exciting fans and that are attra attracting exposure now people want to come and watch us which is phenomenal um, but to have them back uh, back in our corner we want to make this place a hard place to come to I think we did it in the first 15 minutes um, with, with our game plan um, but also their noise when you need them they're there for us and even at the end it, it's great to see so many staying behind and interacting with our players and, and hopefully 
hopefully we can inspire them and, and hopefully they want to come along for, for more games in the future. There we go then. Head coach of the Pompey women, Jay Sadler, speaking after yesterday's 4-0 victory over Oxford United at Wesley Park. Next up, for the girls, Moneyfields in the FA Women's National League Cup. Um, that is next Sunday, the 1st of October, but it won't be played at Moneyfields or Wesley Park. It will be played at Fairham Town's Cam's Hall. So, uh, Cam's older, sorry. Cam's Hall, Cam's older. It's all the same place. Moneyfields versus Pompey next Sunday, the 1st of October in the National League Cup. Right, that is it from us here on the Football Hour. We'll be back on Friday evening for the next instalment of the show to preview Wigan Away, where Pompey Live will be back from the DW Stadium from 2 o'clock. All the unmissable action. This is... Pompey live. Portsmouth remain top of League One. Dieter one to the far post. Paul into the net. And Regan Paul scores against his former club. He seemed to hang in the air forever. And eventually the ball met his forehead. Portsmouth two, Lincoln one. Next up, they travel to Wigan Athletic. Join us for all of the unmissable action Saturday from two. Pompey live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. Well, there you have it then. That is the end of this evening's instalments of the Football Hour. Big thank you to everyone who got in touch via the social media platforms this evening as well. We had plenty to get through tonight. I do apologise if I couldn't read out your message. We'll get through to them on Friday's edition of the show as well. Big thank you to everyone who tuned in for the show as well. Big cheers to Stagecoach Across the South for their continued support this season. And of course, a big thank you to both my studio guests tonight, Barry Clements and Joe Wood. Barry, have a fantastic evening. And you, Jake. I'll see you next time with the book that I've won. <laughs> you wish Joe Wood as well thank you very much for your contributions tonight it's been a pleasure as always brilliant being here thank you very much Jake thank you very much and you don't have to beg to win the book <laughs> we will be unveiling the winner of the uh, Pompey 125 history book next Monday on the Footblower that is the day the book will be released so next Monday 6 o'clock do not miss it if you've entered then you'll be in with a chance of winning if you haven't text the word express followed by win 125 to 81400 that's express followed by win 125 to 81400 text will be charged at your standard network rate and full t's and c's will be on our website expressfm.com well a big thank you again to everyone who tuned in tonight coming up next is the soft rock show with jeff and aid and follows that is the variety show with kevin stokes from 9 through until 11 until next time pompey fans thank you very much for listening i'll see you on friday night's edition of the football hour take care and good night